This podcast has been developed for financial advisor use and provides general information only and does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations or needs. BT Investment Talk by BT Investment Solutions is a monthly podcast produced exclusively for Australian financial advisors. Our investment experts, together with some of the world's leading fund managers, will provide thought leadership on a wide range of investment topics. Investment Talk is all about looking beyond the numbers, helping advisors cut through the noise, enabling them to have meaningful investment and portfolio construction conversations with their clients. Hi, I'm Matt Harvey, National Key Account Manager and Senior Investment Specialist, and welcome to another episode of Invest Talk. Today, I'm joined by James Kerr, who, of course, is a portfolio manager of the Advanced Diversified Multi-Blend Funds and also heads up our asset allocation team, reporting into our CIO, Coral Colicott. James, welcome and, and thanks for your time. Thanks, Matt. Pleasure to be here. James, I, I thought it'd be good to get you in to do a, a deeper dive on the recently launched Advanced Multi-Asset Strategies Fund, which for our listeners who are not aware, is a new sleeve that has been added to the Advanced Diversified Funds. And as part of that, James, keen to get your insult, insights on, on the role that it plays in the portfolio, uh, you know, why you decided now was the right time to launch the strategy and some insights on the underlying managers you have selected. Does that all sound good to you? Sounds very good. Thanks, Matt. Happy to um, give our listeners some details on, um, on the new changes that were made. Awesome, awesome. Well, first of all, it, it might be good uh, to give our listeners some some context about the the evolution of the advanced diversified funds and the the rationale for the inclusion of the multi asset strategies fund, can you maybe just touch on on that to begin with? Sure. So uh, we've had um, a, quite a long history in terms of the, these funds having an allocation to alternatives. Um, the Strategy significantly changed back in 2018 when we introduced um, you know, unlisted assets uh, in terms of private debt, unlisted infrastructure and unlisted property uh, to diversify what was previously a hedge fund only allocation in the funds. And the team has been um, diligently filling uh, the investment buckets uh, with um, investment management strategies under those um, those allocations since then. Uh, and we really looked at how do we diversify what was traditionally for the advanced funds, a listed uh, investment portfolio to include unlisted uh, securities, provide an illiquidity premium, and be able to diversify what we found was a problem for us in terms of the risk profile of the funds uh, being very significantly leveraged to um, equity markets and, and thus um, you know, uh, significantly exposed to drawdowns in equity markets um, as we've had historically. Um, it's, not a, a fam- it's not an unfamiliar challenge. Um, many portfolios in this space uh, across the universe uh, are designed in this way for liquidity purposes. And so we do all find this as being a common challenge among our peers. Sure. Uh, but what we've built out uh, for, since then is not only adding, as I mentioned, those three sleeves in terms of the ELTS program to illiquid assets, uh, but also looking at how we can reshape our hedge fund and um, uh, liquid alternatives strategies that led to not only a, um, a, a rejigging of our liquid alternatives program where we had alternative risk premium in there as a defensive 
allocation, uh, which mm-hmm. is really a diversified alternative beta um, but low volatility targeted strategy uh, for the defensive allocation of the portfolio uh, to including now this multi-asset strategy sleeve, which really focuses on not necessarily uh, underlying security selection or idiosyncratic market positioning, but really takes it back up a level to diversifying our portfolio construction at the asset allocation level uh, with like uh, exposures across similar betas, but diversifying the way those allocations are being um, uh, constructed within a portfolio context. And that um, brings forward some of the desires we've had for a number of years in accelerating a, 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 a change to a more flexible asset allocation pro, uh, program across the, the, the advanced diversified funds. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is really the first step in, um, in where we see that program going uh, in being able to tailor and be a little bit more flexible at the asset allocation level. Um, as we look into the next sort of five to 10 years, which is going to be uh, a very different um, uh, outcome to what we've seen over the last 10 years. Yeah, for sure. And um, it, look, it's been great to see the evolution of the, the advanced strategies over the last few years and alternatives has certainly been front and centre of, of that evolution. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, more about the managers you've selected as the initial exposures within the fund. W- what can you tell us about Pine Bridge and Bridgewater and, and why you chose those two? We, we spent quite a lot of time, Matt, in uh, researching how we wanted to approach this space. Um, given that we are a peer, really, of um, the managers that we've chosen uh, in, in, in the way that you look at the portfolio construction of the, for instance, the balance fund, um, but when we, what we came to uh, realise was we needed to have managers that had long histories in terms of cycle investing, um, in terms of what we were looking into is quite a different environment to what we've experienced in the past. And we needed to ensure that we, we invested in processes that had some recognition of that transition through regimes, which we believe we're going through at the moment, uh, yeah. and not only recognise that the new regime that we're going into is going to be extraordinarily different in terms of volatility, uh, cross-asset volatility, and total return across all the asset classes. Um, And when we've chosen Bridgewater uh, and Pine Bridge, both of the managers uh, have very long histories in in investing across multiple market cycles under the same process. Um, Mm -hmm. They are both very different to us and to themselves, uh, which was by design. Um, We we know that the advanced funds are a a strategic asset allocation process primarily in terms of portfolio construction. Um, Mm -hmm. Pinebridge is a typical and classic global dynamic asset allocation fund. Uh, They look for uh, a five-year return horizon um, and are not afraid of making asset allocation decisions and portfolio construction changes within a 12 to 18 month time horizon. So they recognise the positioning of their portfolio over the shorter term. Uh, while Bridgewater uh, are a differentiation to the strategic process we run. They are risk parity pioneers in the pro- in, in that space. 
um, yeah, they have an extraordinarily uh, amount of resources and depth in research uh, and uh, are quite a, a difficult manager to be able to get access to. And so we've been yeah. able to get a relationship with them, which has been fantastic for our investors. Uh, and we expect that whilst risk parity uh, has struggled definitely in, um, in the last few years, given the market dynamics they've been facing. Um, when we look forward into the next five to 10 years, I think that's actually going to surprise a few people as to how that portfolio might, um, might perform, particularly when you think that Bridgewater's been able to model virtually every security known to man and back test their portfolios back into the early 1900s the depth of understanding that you have around risk parity across regimes is um, is quite significant. So um, yeah. they're complementary and they're complementary to uh, advance as well as to themselves. That's fantastic. And, and on that point of performance, I mean, it's, I know it's only very early days for, for both strategies, but how have they been performing in, in this recent market volatility over the last couple of months? Yep. So we had a full investment to the um, to both strategies from one July uh, this mm -hmm. year, twenty twenty two. So as you say, it, it, we've only seen three months really of um, of performance out of them. So nothing that we can really classify as being a success or failure yet. But yeah. um, early days are very promising. Um, as expected, we've seen uh, Pinebridge outperform. Um, our 50-50 equity bond um, beta benchmark uh, that we have for them. Uh, we've seen Bridgewater subsequently over the same time be a little bit weaker, but on aggregate, um, the portfolios have outperformed um, quite handsomely that beta benchmark, which was actually the, the benchmark uh, exposures that we funded the, the two strategies from. So we funded 50% of these strategies from equities and 50% from uh, from fixed income. So the risk profile of the funds ends up remaining the same. But um, when you look at the actual structure of the two managers together, they've outperformed the combined benchmark and outperformed the um, the balance fund benchmark, for instance, which is a more defensive yep. benchmark. We've got um, unlisted assets in there. So early days are promising. Uh, I think we can't um, be too uh, bullish on um, that expectation, but sure. uh, I'm fairly comfortable that as we look into the, the changes in market dynamics and the volatility that we're seeing across asset classes, it does tend to play well into the mix of managers that we put into that space. That's great. And lastly, James, what do you see as the, the evolution of this strategy? Have you noticed other benefits of partnering with these managers as well? Yeah, I think good question, Matt. Um, we, we definitely see exposure of alternatives in the advanced funds as being a critical strategy going forward and therefore um, we're probably under-allocated, I would say, across this space, which leaves more space for uh, a, another strategy in this multi-asset um, piece. Um, and we also think that active asset allocation strategies and or a more flexible asset allocation framework from a portfolio construction perspective is going to add more value going forward than we've seen in the last um, in the last ten year period. So um, that buzz bias towards uh, increasing our exposure and um, capability across another manager strategy in this space. Um, and so we're looking through and doing research on that as we speak uh, into the end of the year. Um, what we have seen, and um, you know, we've we've 
come to this process and uh, and program with an open mind in terms of really partnering with some of our underlying managers in not only a uh, a benefit for them but also us is that we've definitely picked up a lot of insights uh, and depth of research capability by having these types of managers within the funds. Um, you know, they are global managers. They are, they're very well resourced. Uh, as I said but earlier in the, uh, the talk, we've been through multiple cycles with these managers. So there's a significant amount of experience there for changing um, regime uh, outcomes and how investments should perform through that period. So um, there's a wealth of knowledge that, um, that we're exposed to with these managers. Um, we can leverage them for a number of other areas in the portfolio if we think that um, we need to partner in such ways. But um, at this stage, you know, there's been a significant amount of benefits by having um, these two managers in our, um, in our stable of managers for us to be able to add value to the portfolio and add value to the investors eventually. Sure. No, it sounds um, exciting and um Really looking forward to seeing the uh, the evolution of, of this strategy and the advanced diversified funds in, in general. Um, but thanks, James. That's all we've got time for today. And, um, and thank you for listening. If you'd like more information on our solutions, please do not hesitate to reach out to your respective state manager. Or alternatively, you can head to our website, bt.com.au forward slash BTIS. Thanks again. <laughs>